Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Like many episodes on the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, today's episode was inspired by a real-life story, something that happened to me recently and, (laughs) unfortunately, something that happens to me on a bit of a regular basis. So, a dear friend had a birthday party. They had a birthday celebration at a local restaurant. So, my wife, Allie, and I went to join them. And we were there were a number of people there that we knew, and there were also quite a few people, probably more people that we didn't know, And so we went to have a delicious dinner at this Mexican restaurant to celebrate our friend's birthday. And I wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't really paying any attention to it because we really haven't been out to eat a lot since the beginning of the pandemic. So it wasn't on my mind, but it hit me about halfway through the meal that I was kind of being stared at. And that, and then I heard someone say, oh yeah, I really wanted to see what he got for dinner. (laughs) Guys, this happens all the time. And here's the thing. You have probably done it yourself. You've probably done it more than you realize. If you have a friend who's really fit in really great shape and you go to dinner with them or you're at a social event with them, you probably watch to see what they eat. Maybe watch to see what they avoid, what they don't eat. If you have if you happen to be at a dinner or some outing with someone who you know is a trainer or you know they're a nutritionist, then you think, oh, I really want to watch and see what they get to eat. And it seems genuine, and it might be. You, you just maybe think you can learn something from them. But here's what I want to tell you. <laughs> it doesn't help you, and they probably don't like it either. Now, here's the thing. I've been doing this for so long. I've been a nutritionist and trainer and coach for over 20 years. And so it really doesn't bother me at this point. Like, I, it's, it's no big deal, and we can talk about it, and it's not... You know, whatever. It doesn't bother me. But in general, please understand this. Forget about them. It really doesn't help you. And if they haven't been doing it as long as I have, they probably don't like it either. It's probably unwanted attention. And today I'm going to explain four big reasons why this is a bad habit (laughs) that you might have that doesn't help you. I'm going to give you four reasons it doesn't help you. And I'm also going to weave in there, into there why it doesn't help them either, why they don't like it either. And I'm going to pull out some big truths of weight loss that if you can get these things, if you can begin to understand them and apply them in your life, they can be crazy, crazy, super helpful. So here we go. Here are the crappy things that this does that some of you might have thought about, but some of you haven't. So number one, it might make that person, the you know really fit person, the nutritionist, the trainer, or whatever, it might make that person feel like they should be eating healthy if they're not. It might make them feel kind of like pressure, pressure to be perfect with their food. It's like, you know, I just really wanted to relax. I mean, I'm at a birthday party. I really wanted to relax and eat some chips and salsa and cheese dip and quesadillas with full of gooey cheese and you know, whatever, whatever they wanted to have. I really wanted to have that, but now I feel pressure. Like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm on. Like I need to order a salad with grilled chicken. 
So it might make them feel pressure, like they should be eating healthy if they're not eating healthy. And they might even start to feel shame about their food choices. Wow, I'm supposed to be this, God, I'm supposed to be like this fitness role model, this nutritional role model, and I'm eating a piece of cake. I'm letting people down. So that's not healthy for them. But it's not just about them. Like, let's swing it back to you. So the second crappy thing that it does, if they are eating healthy, well, then it probably just makes you feel like crap. (laughs) It probably makes you feel shame about what you're eating or what you would normally eat. It's like like some sort of a sad confirmation to why you're overweight and why they're not. It's like, well, yeah, like, well, they're, they're being so good. And that's another thing that's not helpful for you or for them. I bet some of you have said this before. You're at that lunch or that dinner or whatever with your really fit coworker or your, your trainer friend or whatever, and they order a salad with grilled chicken or, you know, grilled fish and steamed vegetables. And you go, oh, you're being so good. Well, I'm just going to, I'm going to have to get some fried chicken. I'm going to have to eat this hamburger. And so suddenly, number one, you've almost food shamed them for being so good with a condescending voice. And number two, you've just made yourself feel bad about what you're doing. It's not, it's not healthy. So number one, it might make, when you do this at a dinner or an event, it might make that person, the fit person, the trainer, whatever, feel like they should be eating healthy and like they should be perfect and they feel pressure and shame if they're not. And then number two, if they are eating healthy and they're being good, then it makes you feel shame about what you're eating. And it just doesn't help them or you. But that's just two of the reasons. This goes on. So the next up, and we're about to get into some really deep stuff, some really good stuff here. So hang with me. The third thing that this practice does, this habit does, is that if that person's not eating healthy, then here we go. We're about to go down the rabbit hole. Deep down, you probably feel confirmation of what you've always thought deep down inside. It's like, ah, see, I knew it. They just have better genetics than I do. They eat the same type of food that I eat, but they stay skinny and fit. So it's, it's, oh, it's just not fair. I've had people say to me, I've had relatives say to me, we're at a you know, a family birthday party or maybe a family reunion and I've had relatives look at me and I'm eating whatever food that they think is not good or not right or not healthy. Maybe I'm eating dessert and they go, oh, "Look at that. Look at you. How do you stay? How do you eat that and stay so fit? Oh, if I ate that, I would just gain weight like crazy." <laughs> and it drives me nuts. <laughs> See, here's the thing. You think you're watching the whole movie, but you're really just seeing a very short clip. I will sometimes tell people like, hey, look, don't, don't misunderstand. You're seeing one meal at a special occasion. Come follow me around 24-7 for the next two weeks, and you'll see how I stay fit and I don't gain weight. You'll see me work out when I don't feel like working out. You'll see my normal breakfast. You'll see my normal lunch. You'll see a typical dinner for me. You'll see that I don't mindlessly snack. You'll see tons of vegetables and lots of lean protein. You'll see me go for a walk at the end of my day if I didn't get a chance to get the workout in just so that I get some movement and I, and I move my body and I burn some calories. You'll see all of those sorts of things, and you'll also see dessert here and there. You'll see all kinds of stuff. But what you don't need to do is think that you're seeing the whole movie when you're seeing a little two-minute clip of my life. 
See, what shouldn't come as that big of a surprise is that at the heart of this whole scenario is the very issue that usually keeps people from being successful with weight loss and health. And I talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's the all or nothing mentality. Without doubt, the, this right here, guys, this is the biggest issue that I see again and again and again and again with clients. I would even say to some degree that I see it with nearly every client, the all or nothing perfectionist mentality. And if you have this all or nothing mentality stuck and deeply ingrained in your brain, and then you're at dinner or you're at a social event with a trainer or a nutritionist or your really fit friend, well, then it only makes sense that whatever they're doing then in that moment is what they always do, right? <laughs> because it's all or nothing. So if they're eating unhealthy then, based off your standards, well, then they must eat unhealthy all the time because you're all or nothing. If they're eating healthy then, well, then it all makes sense because they must eat healthy all the time. It's all or none. It's all or nothing. And this is exactly <laughs> what screws you up. This is exactly why they are able to eat that meal and continue to be successful. And someone else, maybe you, might not be able to do that. Because the next day, that fit person, that trainer, that nutritionist, the next day they wake up and they get right back to their norm. Their typical healthy, lean breakfast and a great workout and so on and so on. They're not on or off the wagon. For them, there is no wagon. They're just riding the waves of life. And they've ingrained a norm, a normal, a typical, consistent routine into their life that keeps them fit and healthy. And sometimes they eat a huge burrito and some birthday cake. By the way, that's what I had <laughs> at the birthday celebration at the Mexican restaurant. I had this giant fish burrito with all kinds of delicious sauce. And I had chips and I had salsa. Um, they had birthday, uh, they had cupcakes, I think. I really didn't want one of those at the time because I had a special dessert waiting for me at home. So that's what I had. And guess what? These healthy fit people that I'm talking about that don't get on or off the wagon because they don't have a wagon, they just have a consistent routine. Sometimes they do that. They eat a huge burrito and some birthday cake or cupcakes. And guess what? They don't stress or worry about it because it doesn't mean more than it should to them. It doesn't mean they're off the wagon and they have to start all over tomorrow. It just means they had a fun, relaxed dinner with friends and they ate more food or calories or sugar or whatever than they typically do. But it's no big deal because here's the key for them. That's the exception, not the norm. Let's think of it as like 80-20, okay? Like the people you know who are healthy and fit, they have ingrained certain habits and food choices and a certain mental approach and consistent exercise, and all of these things. They have ingrained these so that they just naturally follow them about 80% of the time. Then the other 20%, maybe 15%, who knows? It's just rough guessing here. That's what you're likely to see at that celebration dinner. But then if we flip it to the other side of the spectrum, the people who are overweight and struggle to lose weight and keep it off, they're usually the opposite. They have certain habits and food choices and a lack of consistent physical activity that they naturally fall into about 80% of the time. And this is what keeps them overweight or makes them regain weight after they've lost it. And then the other 20% of the time, see, that's their 80%, but the other 20% of the time, 
they feel this need. They feel the need and the pressure all oh, to be absolutely perfect with some strict, rigid diet or workout program so that they can lose weight because it's like they know they'll eventually go back to the 80% because that's their norm. That's what they're used to. So I've got to be perfect on the 20%. I've got to be all on, all or nothing. I've got to be all on on the 20% because deep down, like I know my 80% is really kind of off. So they've got all or nothing for the 20% in order to, in hopes of buffering against <laughs> that 80% that is truly their norm. Now you tell me, what's going to win? 80 or 20? 80 beats 20 every time. So the solution is pretty clear. We must flip it, right? We must change our 80 and not worry too much about the 20. But when you look at what your fit friend is eating at that birthday party dinner, you're looking at 15, 10, 15, 20% of their life, if that much. But your brain's telling you that's their 80 or your brain's telling you that it's not fair because they can eat that and you can't. But you eat that the 80% of the time, and you're seeing it as their 15 or 20%. I hope you understand what I'm saying here. Okay, but that's not all. There's one more thing that this practice does that totally messes us up, and it's just crappy. The last thing is that it keeps us, it keeps you in this mindset that there's a simple answer to your complex question or complex problem. Now, you, you could be, you know, genuinely interested in what they're eating and hoping and thinking that you could learn something. But if we're really honest, I'm afraid at the heart of all of this, it's that we're looking for a simple answer. We're looking for a trick. We're looking for that, like, oh, I see, that's what I should be eating. <laughs> we're, that's what we're looking for. But, but really, we know that doesn't help, don't we? We like to think that we just need to find the answer. If someone would just tell us what we should eat to lose weight, well then voila, problem solved. All of your worries are behind you and now you can be successful. If I only knew what I should eat, well then of course I would eat it. Uh, no, no you wouldn't. Think about it. How many times have you been at that dinner <laughs> and you look over and your fit friend is eating something really healthy? Do you go, oh, that's what I should eat. Hold on, waiter, waiter, waitress, excuse me. Let me change my order. Let me change my order. I'll have whatever they're having. No, you don't do that, right? <laughs> because that's not how it works. We think that if we just knew what we should eat to lose weight, then our problem will be solved and that we would instantly do it. But that's just not true, is it? I talked about this in depth in episode 110. It's called Foods to Eat to Lose Fat. Guys, we're looking for a checkers answer to a chess question. Chess is much more complicated than checkers. <laughs> we're looking for a basic addition, subtraction, arithmetic answer to a super complicated calculus problem. What should you eat to lose weight? I'll save you a ton of money and a ton of time searching Google for the answer. And you don't even have to go back and listen to episode number 110. Are you ready? Eat a lot of vegetables and lean protein. It seems so boring because people want to think they need some in-depth, super complex solution because it seems like nothing else has worked for them. But that's really not the case. Usually the problem is that they're not really doing it and doing it consistently. Cons consistently. <laughs> See, the reality is 
if we're looking at the bottom line, if we're looking at like the facts of weight loss, if 80% of the time you ate nothing but raw or steamed vegetables and lean protein, you would lose weight like crazy. It would melt off of you like butter in a microwave and you would become super healthy. I often joke that if I locked someone in a room and I gave them nothing to eat but steamed broccoli and grilled chicken or grilled fish, you'd see exactly what I'm talking about. They'd lose weight like crazy. You can take a person who struggles to lose weight and, and always has such a hard time. And if you lock them in a room and let me, let me control what they eat, changes are going to happen. It's really that simple. But wait, Corey, you said it's not simple. Right, exactly. So we've got to ask, why don't more people just take this simple solution? If that's the answer, lean protein and vegetables, why don't we do that? Well, deep down, you know the answer, but you might not want to admit it or see it. So I'll point it out and make it very clear. Life's not that simple. <laughs> we think we can learn how to eat to lose weight by watching what a nutritionist or trainer eats at a birthday party, and that's just not how it works. Life is full of birthday dinners and social events and emotional stuff and stressful stuff and celebration and everything in between. And guess what? You don't want to just eat raw or steamed veggies and lean protein. You also want to eat pizza and hamburgers and heavy decadent pasta dishes and cookies and cheese and pretzels and chips and cake and ice cream. And you want to go out to dinners with your spouse or your friends and enjoy whatever sounds good to you at the moment. And you want to munch on popcorn when you're watching Netflix at night. And you want to snack on a granola bar or maybe a donut from the break room at the office in the middle of the day. The solution to weight loss is simple. But life is not that simple. You not only want to eat all that other stuff, there's just so many other factors that play into our food decisions and cravings. We are not robots, my friend. <laughs> We're human beings with feelings and thoughts and emotions. And all of this plays into our food choices. Are you stressed? Are you feeling emotional about something that happened this morning or an email you got yesterday? Is it a celebration with family or friends and you're all excited and you can't wait? Is it just a habit to eat right now and maybe you're not even hungry? And then there's also your past experiences with food. Like what were you made to eat or allowed to eat when you were growing up? Maybe you have a ton of past weight loss attempts and there's all kinds of different crazy things like that you learned or identified or ingrained as good or bad foods when you were doing that diet XYZ. And then there's your day-to-day -day routine that you've probably been ingraining for years, losing weight and changing what we eat. Guys, my friends, listen, it has a simple solution. Losing weight has a simple solution, but the implementation of that solution could not be more complex. It's like a big, huge, complicated calculus problem full of our food preferences, emotions, stress levels, and long-held beliefs and habits and everything in between. But your brain desperately craves a simple solution. And this is why sometimes we just say something like, man, I just wish I knew what to eat to lose weight. Everything seems so confusing. Guys, it's not that weight loss is confusing. It's all of that other stuff associated with it. If there were no emotions or previous experiences or ingrained habits that make up your 80%, that norm I'm talking about, the 80% that's the norm for you, if there was none of that other stuff that made up that 80% and we were just computers or robots that just 
took action and just acted out whatever we were programmed for, then it would be so easy. Okay, today I just eat raw or steamed vegetables and lean protein. That's all because Corey told me to. Like, no, that's not how it works, right? <laughs> and then I'm going to drink nothing but water and drink a lot of it and eat those veggies and protein until I'm full, and then I'm just going to stop. <laughs> and then I'll wait till I'm hungry again. And then I'll eat some more steamed vegetables and lean protein. And then I'm just going to keep drinking plenty of water. But we don't wait till we're truly hungry again, do we? And we don't eat just lean protein and veggies. Heck, most of us have a hard time deciphering when we're truly full or when we're truly hungry versus if it's just a habit or if it's a craving or if it's emotions that's causing us to eat. Okay. <laughs> I could go on and on and on, but let's just do a quick little recap. Let's bring it all home. Let's bring it all together. And I'm going to give you two big take-home points, okay? So if or when you have dinner or there's some sort of a social event with your really fit friend or someone who's a trainer or a nutritionist, don't do it. <laughs> Resist the urge to try to learn from them by watching what they're eating or not eating. Because, number one, even though you don't realize it, that person is a person too. They're a human being just like you. They're not a robot. And you just might be giving them unwanted attention that makes them feel pressure to be perfect with their food. Or it might make them feel shame about what they're eating. As I said earlier, it doesn't bother me because I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm used to it. I've had so much attention over what I'm eating so many times in my life that I'm completely immune. But for someone else, it might really bother them. Next up, number two, the second big thing. If they are eating healthy, if that person is, then it'll probably just make you feel crappy. It'll probably make you feel shame about what you're eating or what you normally eat. And that's not healthy either. We have this big shame pressure sandwich. Who likes that? And then number three, if that person's not eating healthy, well, then deep down, you just get a confirmation of something that's not true. You get a confirmation of something that you've always thought. Oh, I see now. They see they just have better genetics or it's just whatever. Like I can't lose weight and, and I'll always be overweight and they'll always be skinny. And that's just the way it is. And it's just not fair. And that's just not true. And so here are the big things, the two big take-home points that I would love for you to take away from today's episode. First, grab your pen. Here we go. Turn up the volume. First, 80 beats 20 every time. If you truly want to lose weight, keep it off and change your body for good. You can't just go all out, all or nothing perfectionist and try your best to be perfect for 20%. You must change your other 80. You must change your norm, not go on a diet. Going on a diet is 20%. Changing your norm is changing your 80%. 80 beats 20 every time. That's what we do in my coaching group. It's gradual. It's slow. At first, people don't like it. They're like, wait a minute. No, I, Corey, I, I need to be changing everything. This is never going to work. Ah. And once we get them to pump the brakes and slow down, it's like, wait a minute. Oh, I see. I see how this works. Because after four days, I, life got busy and I got stressed and my motivation kind of started to, you know, chill out. And now I see why it's good to go slower and to chip away at things because we're chipping away at the 80 and we're not putting pressure on ourselves to be perfect with the 20. Okay, that's first. Second, second big take home point. Even though you might not realize it, you're looking, you're probably looking for a simple answer that really won't even help you if you found it to a super complex issue. The answer might seem as simple as knowing what you should eat, but the implementation of that answer 
could not be more complex because we are humans, not robots. <laughs> my friends, I hope this has been helpful. Don't forget about the two free resources that I have for you, my anti-diet class and Catalyst audio program. You can find links for both of those in the show notes, or you can go to antidietclass.com. And that's a, like a little one-hour class I did about uh, three big things that people tend to get wrong uh, with losing weight <laughs> and how to kind of flip those around and get those right. And then the Catalyst Audio program is kind of a deep dive into what we learned from the diet industry and the weight loss industry and how it screws us up and how we need to kind of flip that around. So like I said, you can find both of those in the show notes or go to antidietclass.com. And now let's wrap up like we always do. Always remember, never forget, there's so much more to you than a number. So take your scales and smash them with a sledgehammer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. But guys, look, if you, if you insist on weighing on a regular basis, that's okay. I'm not going to judge you. But man, don't let that number mean more than it does. You are incredible and beautiful and amazing. And that number, all it does is tell you how much gravity is pulling on you. That's it. That's it. That's probably not really scientific, but I don't care. You see what I'm saying. <laughs> There's so much more to you than a number. And losing weight is incredible. I love helping people do it. But what really lights me up and what will really light you up is when you realize that losing weight is not about the number on the scales. It's not about the number on the machine. Losing weight is really about gaining life. It's about gaining life and living the life you've always wanted, having the confidence you've wanted, having the physical ability to do all the things you wanted to do, having more energy, and just enjoying your life more than ever. And I know you can do it. There's zero doubt in my mind because I see people do it every week. I hear all kinds of incredible success stories from some of you podcast listeners and tons from my coaching group. So even if you don't believe in yourself, just know that I believe in you and you keep coming back. You keep listening. I'll keep working on you and we will get you there. Okay. Do we have a deal? <laughs> Take care of yourself, my friend. God bless. Bye-bye.